to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for bringing us here again into your presence. And we know that in your presence there is fullness of joy. We give you praise, we give you honor for this. Even as we begin to open and begin to get into your word, we ask, Lord, that I will have terrors and all of us will have understanding so that we will be blessed and your name glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, my opening scripture today is Isaiah 45. I will read the first three verses. I read, it says, Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and call the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I turned to this scripture particularly because I realized that for God to accomplish anything on earth, he uses people. Now, he doesn't have to do that. But because he has chosen to do that. And why? Because in creating the earth, he decided to put man in charge. Oh, you are aware of that. He says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So he gave man dominion on earth. So as it were, he created the earth and he puts man in charge. So in other words, man is God's delegated authority on earth. And because God knows authority, so he knows that to do anything here, he will come through the gate, through the set man that he has put in place. Man, the crown of creation, the one to whom he says, subdue, replenish, have dominion over everything created. And you see, it will only take a man to understand that to begin to walk in authority on earth. Remember the centurion whose servant was ill in the time of Jesus. The man was at the point of death. He called on the leaders of the Jews to help him, come on, appeal to Jesus to come, saying, I know that if only he will come and touch him, he will be well. And not longer after that, he saw Jesus coming with them. He was shocked. Guess what he said? He said, please tell him that I can't have him come under my roof. It's such an authority that I'm too small to have him come under my roof. And let him know that I'm a man under authority. And I have men over whom I exercise authority. And that Jesus didn't have to come. All he needed to do, just speak the word from there. So he was saying to Jesus that, look, sickness will bow to you. Death will bow to you. When I call one man under me to come, they come. You don't need to come, just call. And guess what Jesus said? He said, I have never seen such great faith, no, not in Israel. Now, let me say this quickly. The centurion understood authority. He operated on the principle on which God created the earth. He displayed an unusual understanding. So, come back to this. It says, Thus says the Lord, to his anointed to Cyrus, 
whose right hand I have held to subdue nations, to do them, to open. I'm coming to all this. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. We can go on and on. But by the time you get to verse 4, it says, For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect. So, in other words, the only reason he was calling Cyrus and he was coming to Cyrus was because he had an assignment on earth. He will do something on earth and we need a man to do it. And guess what? He chose Cyrus. So for every expert of God on earth, he chooses a man. He uses somebody. Glory be to God in the highest. So we can rightly just say that God is always in the habit of choosing someone. At every time. He's always choosing someone. Always choosing someone. Glory be to God in the highest. John chapter 15 verse 16, with further buttress what I'm trying to say, it says, you did not choose me. Now, Jesus was talking. God's son, speaking with his disciples. And of course, by inference to all of us who invariably, less ones will preach the gospel to. You find that in John chapter 17. So he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Can you see the same thing there? And I appointed you, hallelujah, that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit will remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So look, I have work to do. And I am choosing you. It's not because you have chosen me. I am choosing you. Now, what determines the choice of God? Only him. He holds the sovereignty. You fully understand this when you begin to look at Romans in chapter 10. It says, look. It says, Jacob I have chosen. Esau I have rejected. It said, not because they have done anything anything but because i chose to do that so you see so god chooses people how does he choose his sovereignty he says i show mercy on whom i will and there's no searching of my understanding so in all the earth at the time he decided to choose cyrus for an assignment you say what assignment he will resettle his children back to israel from babylon where his chastisement had taken them captive years before and in doing that, he chose someone who was not even a covenant child of God. As a matter of fact, if you read verse 4, it says, For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not even known me. He was not a covenant child of God. He was a heathen. And what does that tell you? God can use anybody. Glory be to God in the highest. God just has to have something to be done. And then he calls and he chooses. As a matter of fact, you know, the church in the Greek is called the ecclesia, the called out ones, the chosen one. Come on, first Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You remember? You are a chosen generation, referring to us. Who are believers in him? We who are the sons of the kingdom. We who have come to accept him as our Lord and Savior. You see what I'm saying? So the whole church, if you're a Christian today, you are chosen. You are called. You are a called out person. There's an assignment about your life, which you must accomplish before you go. So you mean he's not calling all those who are unbelievers? Mm -mm. Except that he has some specific thing that he wants to use them to do. For example, he said, nobody can get there save as God has ordained. And that's why the hearts of kings are in the hand of God. And he turns them, like God's of water, he turns them wherever he wears. So he calls when there's an assignment to do. Glory be to God in the highest. And so, now what characterizes his calling? When God has work to do, he calls. And when he calls, he anoints. He calls the person he calls for an assignment, my anointed. 
Glory be to God in the highest. And that's why all of us in the body of Christ are anointed. Actually, we are his body. is the head. Psalm 133. He said, unity. It brings so much a blessing. It's like the anointing oil on the head of Aaron. It flows from his head to his beard and down his garments to the very tail end of his skirts. So the anointing that flows from the head flows all through the body. And the Bible says that Jesus is the head, we are the body. The truth is, we are the anointed body of Christ on earth today. But it takes knowledge, it takes understanding. You see what I'm saying? So when God calls or he chooses, the implication is you are anointed for something. You are part of God's team. You are here to accomplish something. And look at how it goes. The Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, says, whose right hand I have held. What's the meaning of whose right hand I have held? The right hand of power. Anointing means I am enabling you. I am empowering you to achieve. So when it says whose right hand I am holding, I am empowering you so that whatever your hands do, we succeed. The lines will fall for you in pleasant places. Creation will bow to your leadership. Remember how I put it in Psalm 1? He said, Blessed is the man that walks on the counsel of the godly, that stands on the way of sin, that sits on the counsel. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord? Watch this. Who is this man? Blessed. Uh-huh. And therein he meditates day and night. Look at this. He said, He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in a season, whose leaves will never wither. And whatever, whatever he does, he will prosper. Remember Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18? It says, And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power. Glory be to God. Where? To get wealth. Where is that power? In your hands. He gives you the power. He enables you. So you only need to put your hand to do it. You will prosper. And why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father. Glory be to God in the eyes. And a very good place is Genesis chapter 39 verses 2 and 3. Watch this. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. You remember Joseph? And he was a successful man. That's right, successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Aha. And the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Did you get that? So the expression, whose right that I'm holding, means, hey, this man will be greatly successful. Whatever he faces will work out well. Now, that's one of the qualities of the anointed of the Lord. So I'm talking to someone today. If you're a child of God, you're anointed. But you see, these things may be there, but they operate by knowledge. That's why it's they that know their God that will be strong enough to do exploits. It starts with knowledge. You've got to know that you're anointed. And what does that mean? The lines will fall for you in pleasant places. You only need to make up your mind, I want to do this. As long as it's part of what God is calling you to do on earth, you will succeed. You will prosper in the name of Jesus. How do we just summarize that place? Say, when God calls you, he backs you up. Hallelujah. He blesses everything you do. Glory be to God. He says, and why is he doing that? He said, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations. Because he knows that to accomplish what he has called him to do, he will encounter oppositions, but the oppositions will become, he said the nations will become like straw. Before his flaming sword, he will consume them. So anything that will try to raise opposition, as it were, will be consumed. His appearance will be fierce. His success will be incredible. Why? Because God is on the move. 
I dare say again in the life of every child of God, your life, sincerely put, is God on the move. Glory be to God in the highest. You are a covenant child of God. It says to subdue nations before him. Remember when he was talking to Joshua? He said, listen to me. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. He said, no man shall be able to stand against all the days of your life. Let me say this quickly. To everyone in the place of your assignment, I say it without any fear of contradiction. In the name of Jesus, no man shall be able to stand before you or stand against you. You will prosper in the name of Jesus. Ooh, glory be to God in the highest. I said, no man that is man enough to stop you in Jesus' name. You are anointed. And you know what the anointing does? It destroys the yolk. Yeah, it does. So if anything, just make sure that you're in the place of assignment. Give an example. Okay, I'll give you quickly. If you're married, your place of assignment is your wife and your children. <laughs> and of course, you love to extended families and your community. Oh yeah, representing Jesus Christ on earth. So where will then constitute a place that is not my assignment? Another man's wife. That's looking for trouble. No matter how much I want to flaunt my strength, financially my strength, personally my strength, another man's wife is not your assignment. You see what I mean? But as long as you're in your place of assignment, no man shall be able to stand against all the days of your life. Glory be to God in the highest. I just use that as a simple example. Hallelujah. Say to subdue nations before him and to lose the armor of kings. He says to open before him the double doors. Hallelujah. When God holds your right hand, everything bows. Remember, it's in Psalm 24, verse 9, where the Bible says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors. So that the man anointed, whose right hand God is holding, you tell me what you stand. Everything flings open. Every door flings open. Every gate flings open. Every bar shattered. They flee at the sight of the anointing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. So to open before him the double door so that the gates will never be shut. Never. A good example. Remember Paul and Silas in the prisons? The Bible said they prayed and they sang praises and all the prisoners were hearing them. And suddenly there was an earthquake. Hallelujah. You know why? Because God inhabits the praise of his people. He indwells it. He inhabits it. So how can God be in the praises and then the bars we hold? How can God be holding your right hand and then the chains will be locking? Everything created bows and flees before the Lord, their maker. Glory be to God in the highest. I speak your deliverance today in the name of Jesus. The anointing leaves the body. The anointing destroys you. I say again in the name of Jesus. Whatever is constituting a burden in your life, giving you problems in your place of assignment, I say, let that body now flee in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let every yoke now be destroyed. Hallelujah. Through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says when the fire of God falls, he burns. Hallelujah. Let him consume any opposition in the name of Jesus. You are anointed. You are a man on a mission. You are a woman on a mission. Your life has a definite purpose. In the name of Jesus. Don't you ever forget, you are called. Remember Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3? He said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just as he has what chose, you are chosen in him. How? Before they found him. So you are chosen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. It says, so that the gates will not be short. Look at verse 2. 
He says, I will go before. So when God says, Bushite, I'm holding, he's interested, I'm going before you. Hallelujah. So when you are anointed, be assured, God is leading the way. God is holding your right hand, empowering you, and leading the way. Glory be to God. To depend on the Holy Ghost is to be led. Glory be to God in the highest. I will go before you and make the crooked straight. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Whatever up till now in your pursuit of your life mission is creating a hindrance for you, I command. I say, straighten out in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. It's not by power. It's not by might. After all, it's by the Spirit of God. Yes, it's by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Since I will go before you and make the crooked places straighter, I will break in pieces the gate. Did you hear that? I called you. I'm leading the way. And the battle is ranging. God says, I'm going ahead of you. You will get there and the gates will fling open. You get there, the bars will be shattered. And your position will not know what is happening to them. Break into pieces the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron. He didn't just stop there. He said, I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places. See, God will not call you and leave you bare. All you ever need for the assignment, he will deck you with. He will supply. Have you ever heard of any situation where the covenant children of God walking in his ways in the Bible, even in the Old Testament? Have you ever heard where they lacked and they failed because of lack? Never. Instead, it will cause stones to bring out water. It will cause raven to feed them. It will cause manna to fall from heaven. It's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. What has changed is human beings don't believe him like they used to. We are more distracted. But I speak life to you in the name of Jesus. I come against every form of destruction of hell in the name of Jesus. You had a good day. It's your time for exploits. So he didn't choose me, he said. I chose you. And when I choose, I choose for the purpose. I choose you to bear fruit. Ah, you are called into a life of exploits. And that your fruit will remain. You won't just carry out great exploits. They'll become legacies and they'll be for generations to come. They'll be for the glory of God to blessing humanity tremendously. God will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Remember, talking about treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Remember when Jehoshaphat was confronted by a confederacy of armies? He got to a place where he looked up to heaven before all his subjects. They said from the youngest to the oldest, nobody was left out. He called them out to say, we are in trouble. And they were crying out before God. Whose ears are ever open to the cry of the righteous? Guess what he said? He said, this point is too much for us. We don't have the power. As much of us, we don't even know what to do. Say, but our eyes are upon you. I don't know where you are today. Are you so confused that you don't even know what to do? Judging by the facts, what is confronting you, what you are confronting is too big for you. Can I tell you something? Because you are the anointed of the Lord, stand still and see the salvation of God. In the name of Jesus. You know what he said to them? You don't need to fight in this battle. Why? I'm holding you by the right hand and I'm going before you. Why are you talking this way? That's what it means to be anointed by God. And because I know you are anointed, I have this message for you from his heart. Don't write yourself off and don't write off your situation. You are a winner any day. You are coming through in the name of Jesus. Say, I am coming through in the name of Jesus. Come on, say it again. I am coming through the name of Jesus. Say with me. Say, no man shall be able to stand against me all the days of my life. Yes, yes, yes. Say, because Jesus called me, 
not man, because he anointed me. No man shall be able to stand against me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say the works of my hands will continue to prosper in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. The covenant child of God. Whatever I put my hand to do, I prosper in the name of Jesus. After all, he's the one that gives me power to make wealth. Why? So that the covenant will be fulfilled. That's what we're talking about. You talk of the treasures of darkness. Remember when the children of Israel will leave Egypt? The Bible said, overnight, those who were conceived and born into slavery who knew no other life other than slaves, objects of the earth as it were, but yet come the children of God. Psalm 105 verse 37. Hear what the Bible says about them. He said, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was no feeble amongst them. You know what God did? He said, Moses, tell them to go borrow articles of silver and of gold and of diamonds and jewelries from the Egyptians. They said they gladly emptied their treasuries to them. And when they were leaving, they had plundered the entire Egypt. The object of the earth who were slaves just overnight became the richest on the face of the earth. You talk of hidden riches of secret places. When you are in the will of God, when you are in the place of assignment, hallelujah. It's not that they had the money and they were wasting those things. They said no one was feeble. Everybody was healthy. I speak healing to you in the name of Jesus. I speak deliverance to you in the name of Jesus. You know what the writer of the episode of John said, John 2? He said, I wish above all things, that is, I pray above all things, that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I speak prosperity over your life. I speak good health over your life. Why? Because your soul prospers. You cannot be full of the word of God and still be a slave of the devil. No. The Bible says, let the word of God richly dwell in you, Christians chapter 3. So it will set you free. There will be songs in your spirit, man. And if there's anything the devil cannot stand, praise of God. Because he inhabits the place of his people. He talk of treasures of darkness. hidden riches of sacred places. Remember when Samaria was locked in and there was famine. And these three lepers were at the outskirts of the city. Because they were the rejects of the community. They couldn't stay there. They were an outcast. And they couldn't proceed because the city was sealed in. Remember the story? When one of them said, hey guys, if we stay here, we'll die. Now we're afraid because we can't go back. If we go back, we'll be stoned to death. Now we're afraid of going forward. If we go forward, we fall into the hands of the enemy. But rather than standing here and die, why don't you just move forward? And God had prophesied before them to the king that this time tomorrow, there'll be abundance. The type you can never, never dream of. And the Bible says that one of the king's assistants that says it's a lie. That even if God will open windows in heaven, it's not possible. Can I tell somebody right now, rather than becoming resentful, can move forward in the name of Jesus. And what will make him fall? Because you know that your right hand is held by God. You see, the good thing is that the three lepers didn't turn back. The Bible said, they moved forward. I declare to someone now in the name of Jesus, in spite of what you are seeing, go forward. Hallelujah. The Bible says when they started to move, the enemy camp heard the footsteps of three lepers. And they thought there were thousands of men marching in haste towards them. They fled. And when the lepers got there, they were shocked. They saw food. They ate until some of them could not stand. Then one of them said, this what we're doing is bad. Given that we were chased out, but they are dying of hunger. Now we are eating and swimming in it. Shall we go back? That's a godly heart. The liberal heart in this shall be made fat. They went back to call. And suddenly, the famine of many, many weeks 
the famine that has killed many was stopped in one day and the prophecy of God came to pass and the man that said it was impossible and was too who not taste it died in the stampede can I declare to somebody here today now let every fire of resentment quench in the name of Jesus amen let it subside right now you in the name of Jesus I say receive grace to know that the God deserves a covenant keeping God he is the one that controls the hidden riches of secret places the treasures of darkness are his and I say in the name of Jesus receive Glory be to God in the highest. You are the anointed of the Lord. The anointing that destroys yoke, destroys the yokes of famine, the yokes of poverty, the yokes of suffering, the yokes of sickness, the yokes of fear, the yokes of failure. I mean, any yoke at all, the anointing destroys in the name of Jesus and you are his anointed. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 3 continues. Hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, I'm the God of Israel. God says, I do this so that you can know, come on, uh, Cyrus, that I am the covenant God of Israel. Babylon might have been rejoiced all these years that we captured them and they are slaves. No, 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 I allowed it. I was chastising them. It's time to resettle them. So, Cyrus, I have an assignment for you. Hallelujah. Verse 4, it says, For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. Now, did you hear that? I stopped there. So why would God call him? Why would God anoint him? Why would God hold him by the right hand? Why would God go before him and subdue nations? Why would God lose the armors of kings? Amen. Render them powerless before Cyrus. Why would God open before him double-leaved doors? Why would God open the gates so that they will never be shut again? Why would God go before him and make the crooked straight? Why would God break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron asunder? Why will he open to him the treasures of darkness? He said, because of Jacob, my servant, said, See, that's why I call you, even when you don't know me. You know, the interesting thing is this. For every achievement in life, don't you ever forget that God is behind it. And he's behind it because of what he wants to do for his covenant children and for people, for your generation. That's why no anointing is a personal property. It is God's hands on a man for his generation. I begin to declare over you, you are a generation of blessing in Jesus' name. They say, me? Yes. With this your hand, many will be blessed in the name of Jesus. With this your hand, many will look up to heaven and lift up their hands to glorify God. Because of you, you are chosen. You are anointed of the Lord. Your future is secured and clear. It is well with you. In the name of Jesus. I want to continue with this and I will do on Sunday by God's grace. Except God deliberately changes what he would like me to tell you. It's quite exciting. I want us to stay dear on this. But I just want to quickly leave this with you. He was calling Cyrus because he will save his physical covenant children, that small nation of Israel, from the big kingdoms of the world. He's going to isolate them and save them and resettle them. But see, that's his pattern. That's what he still does today. He did that as a demonstration of his methodology. His methods have not changed. He will move the heavens and move the earth to settle your case. You are a covenant child of God. Now, if you are sick in your body, I rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus. Yes, I do. Because by his stripes we are healed. He's not just going to die. He's died and resurrected. His body had been broken for you. So by his stripes, we have been healed. We were healed, Peter says. 
So receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Regardless of the nature, I say receive your healing in Jesus' name. It is well with you. In the name of Jesus. I release the joy of the Lord over your life and your home and say let the peace of God govern your mind and all you do in Jesus' name. Until next Sunday on the same platform, 7 a.m. And of course next Thursday, 9 a.m. Always remember, you are the anointed of the Lord and the crooked is restrained before you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.